You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric. And this is episode 45. Yeah. Hello, my gruesome addicts. Thanks for joining us for another gruesome episode. Let's just hop right into it, right? Hopping in. (laughs) All right. The day is March 12th, 2001 in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, According to Google.com, Bethesda is an unincorporated census design place in southern Montgomery County, Maryland, United States. It is located just northwest of Washington, D.C., um, but anyways, Rachel Orderly was the manager of Lululemon, located at 4856 Bethesda Avenue. Go there. Yeah, I believe it still is there. I'm sure most of us that are, you know, really into true crime know this story and what Lululemon is. But just in case, you know, there's a few of you that don't. Do you know what Lululemon is? Yeah, they sell citrus. What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my God. Lululemon Athletica is a clothing store founded in 1998. Um, they sell pretty expensive like clothing, starting off with their leggings, uh, which th- made the company super popular. Then they went on to sell tops, shorts, sweaters, jackets, undergarments, and many other products. A pair of leggings on their website right now actually goes for anywhere from between $98 and $118. Damn, for I some know. leggings? Yeah. The most I ever spent on leggings is like 60 bucks. <laughs> but yeah, that's, they're quite expensive. So anyway, back to Rachel. She shows up to work that morning, a little before 8 a.m. on March 12, 2011. She approaches the front door to take out her keys and unlock it, but she notices that the door's already unlocked. In her mind, she's thinking maybe whoever closed the night before, they just forgot to lock up. and Or, you know, maybe someone arrived early to work, and she so, you know, she just proceeds to go in the store. But she stops dead in her tracks. The lights are already on in the store, but not only is, you know, Everything in the store, like disarray, just like there's just shit everywhere. Rachel notices like garments, accessories, like they were all over the floor. Items were out of place, so it was really weird to her. And you know, she's thinking maybe they got robbed, so she's a little frightened. So she steps back outside, and she kind of was like starting to look for help because she didn't want to go in there by herself. And I don't blame her; I'd be scared of shit too. So the day prior, on March 11th, 2011, um, Apple, which was actually the store right next to Lululemon. They had just launched the iPad 2. So as we know, when Apple releases, you know, new products, people jump on it pretty fast. So there was like a line already forming before like 8 a.m. for the Apple store for this product. So that's exactly what Ryan Hall was doing that day. He was waiting for Apple to open. Instead, he's approached by Rachel asking, you know, for help to go look inside the Lululemon store because she was frightened, you know. And so as a kind man, he agreed and he went to go help her. So they both went back to the store and they walked inside. They're both looking around, and like I was saying, like there's products, there's clothing all over the floor. And Ryan makes his way like to the back of the store, and Rachel, at that time, she's noticing all the cash registers were open. They were completely empty, as well as all their safes and everything. They were completely empty. So this is when Ryan notices like a shit ton of blood and what appears to be footprints in the blood. He sees what kind of look like drag marks, like someone had dragged someone in the blood, and what appears to be like a smeared palm print like on the wall. And like, you know, someone's trying to get up or something. And then he sees like blood trails all over the place. And he comes across what he appears to be a dead woman. He notices that it might be a woman because she had like long hair and she was in like the back hallway of the store. 
It was, in fact, a woman. She was lying in a massive pool of her own blood. She was face down with a rope around her neck. Panicking, Ryan yells to Rachel to call 911. And as he does that, he hears moaning coming from, like, the bathroom area. Ryan goes towards the moaning and finds another woman tied up and bloody as well. So this woman had her hands and feet zip-tied. She had cuts and slashes all over her, as well as, like, a huge cut on her forehead. She was lying face up with her hands above her head. Her shirt was pulled up, just exposing, like, her stomach. She also had a Lululemon shirt tied around her neck, but not to the point where, like, she couldn't breathe. The pants she had on had, like, a cut in, like, the crotch area, so they presumed that they had both been, like, sexually assaulted. Ryan noticed that she was actually still alive and breathing, but needed to be rushed to the hospital. Rachel then realizes that she actually knows these two women, and they're co-workers of hers, and they were supposed to close the store last night. It was 30-year-old Jaina Murray, who had already passed away when police arrived, and 28-year-old Brittany Norwood, who did survive. Once at the hospital, Brittany explained that they were closing up the store when two men came in the front door, intending to rob the place, but they ended up attacking and raping her and her co-worker, Jaina, as well as sexually assaulting her with a coat hanger. When the police were investigating the crime scene, they came across, like, a lot of bloody weapons, let's say. Like, there was a, a knife, a toolbox, with most of the tools found around the store, such as a box cutter, hammer, screwdriver, and a wrench, which they all appeared to have blood on them. Of course, I'll post pictures of these items, so you can follow me at Gruesome and Natural, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Anyways, investigators also find, they found like blood smeared on the um, emergency exit door handle, and the keys were actually hanging in the keyhole still, so like it was almost as if they were trying to get out, but the investigators noticed there was no blood outside. So maybe these robbers came in, and, the, you know, one of the girls or both of them unlocked it because you have to, like, unlock it to unalarm it, maybe, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you have to, un- you know, undo the alarm. And uh, so that's maybe what they were doing. And then maybe, you know, they got dragged back or something. That's kind of what investigators are thinking. So there was actually blood up to, like, six feet high on some of these walls. And they actually found two sets of shoe prints in the blood. One appeared to be a woman's, like, five or six. And then a bigger shoe print, which appeared to be, like, a men's 14. They found these prints leading up to like a sink in the back room, but the footprints never walked away from the sink, so they thought that was kind of odd. Now, let's let's get into the real story and what happened that night prior to March 12, 2011. Great. Yes, so this is what actually happened. <laughs> um, so, by the way, not only was Brittany's story of what happened to her that night not true, according to the physicians at the suburban hospital of her being raped, and according to them, like her wounds were superficial. So they interviewed Brittany five times following the death of Jana Marie. So this what happened. March 11th, 2011, Jana and Brittany are working together when Jana found out that Brittany had actually stolen one of the store's leggings, which is obviously like a lot of money. So Jana knew that she had to go to upper management and tell them that she knew. And this obviously pissed Brittany off because, of course, she could potentially get fired for stealing. By the end of the night, the two girls locked up the store, but 15 minutes later, Brittany calls Jana and tells her that she left her wallet in the store, and she asks if she can come back and let her in so she can go get it. Brittany is there waiting for Jana as she pulls in, like, Jana kind of just pulls into, like, a random, like, illegal, like, spot to park, because she's like, oh, it's going to be, like, two seconds of going in to, you know, I'm going to unlock it, she's going to get her wallet, and I'm going to leave. But once they're inside, Brittany just starts attacking Jana with all those tools and the knife, and after killing Jaina, Brittany staged the attack pretty much. She put on these men's shoes and walked around the store as if like she had been robbed or they had been robbed. Yeah. She intentionally put these big like men's shoes on. So it looked like, you know, they actually came in and robbed them and attacked them and everything. And oh, and then she like she also obviously (laughs) she cut herself 
and she made it look like you know she was attacked. She was all bloody. What the she fuck? cut the crotch area of her own pants to look like she was never assaulted with a coat hanger. It was all fake for a pair of leggings. Exactly, a pair. How good of are these leggings? leggings? Apparently, they're <laughs> supposed to be like almost non-destructible. No, no, I've never had them, but they're supposed to be like they're not. You know. They're not going to get all messed up in a month after washing them and wearing them, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I've I never had so them. I was just joking. No, pair of leggings is good <laughs> enough to kill somebody over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, zip-tying yourself and everything. All of that. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. So investigators found Brittany's DNA in Jana's car, too. Brittany tried to explain it away as if the attackers, like, made her move Jana's car because it was right in front of the store. But really, after she attacked Jana, Brittany moved her car down the street. And the craziest part is that Apple, the Apple store next door, there was two employees still in the store and they heard the whole commotion. Shortly after 10 p.m., there's a video of Ricardo Rios, the manager of the Apple store, and his employee, Jana Sverso, going up to the wall that they shared with Lululemon. Jana, the one that works at Apple, explained that she heard a woman yell, quote, talk to me, don't do this, talk to me, what's going on, unquote. She says she heard screams, yelling, grunting, thudding, and high-pitched squealing. And I believe there was also a security guard in there. But he was listening to music. He was too busy. <laughs> and uh, no one decides to call 911 no. hearing all that commotion? Mm-mm. She also heard a woman say, quote, God help me, please help me. Okay. No one calls police. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was discovered at Jana's autopsy that she had endured at least 331 wounds to her entire body. There were stab wounds, beating wounds, self-defense wounds, and neck wounds from the rope. There were around 200 injuries to her face and neck alone, and the other 131 were to her chest and torso. Uh, her skull had around 13 fractures, and her skull was pretty much, like, caved in. They believe that she may have been alive up to, like, that last... Bl- I think she got stabbed in the head, and that kind of ended her life. And it just blows my mind, like you are saying, like, how senseless is it over clothing, over leggings, yeah. you know? And, like, Brittany must have been extremely angry... To like get that personal and like beat her that bad. I think the word is crazy. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's just wild. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You get fired. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Even if that didn't happen, whatever. So, anyways, Brittany Norwood was arrested on March 18th, 2011. She had a trial in November 2011, and it lasted eight days. She was found guilty for first degree premeditated murder and second degree specific intent to kill. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and she is serving her sentence at the Maryland Correctional Institute for Women. Jana Murray was laid to rest on March 19th, 2011 in Forest Park, the Woodland Cemetery in Montgomery County, Texas. Jana Troxel Murray was born November 22nd, 1980 in Wichita, Kansas to David and Phyllis Murray. According to DignityMemorial.com, Quote, Jana attended St. Louis University in Madrid, Spain for two years before graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree from George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Jana was near completion of her Master's of Communication and Master's in Business Administration from John Hopkins University, also located in Washington, D.C. After spending five years with Hallie Burton, Jana was currently a sales team leader for Lululemon Apparel. Uh, Jana loved animals, she loved to dance, and she loved to travel. She also carried with her an expensive volunteer resume involving many different organizations. Jana loved life on the edge and to the fullest. Multiple adventures in all phases of completion describe the way this incredible young woman, live, woman lived her life, unquote. Just a little background of Jana. So that's the story and the murder of Jana Murray, or known as the Lululemon murder. 
her brother Hugh Murray was interviewed and he actually stated that Apple never like acknowledged the murder, never like apologized for kind of how the employees acted, never calling 911. And he never received a letter or anything. So he was kind of like, there was like a little interview that he did and he just seemed really upset. It was just really sad that they never even, I don't know, it's like said anything, you know? So um, he also said that, I guess, like right before her murder, she actually sent a package to him and he received it after her death. And it was like a cute little letter and I believe like a Lululemon hat. So... Yeah, it's just wild. Damn. Killing somebody over stealing a pair of leggings. Yeah. Wild. And that no one calls the police. <laughs> like, hearing all that. It was just like, it was, I don't know. Like, wouldn't you even just like, I don't even know. Maybe it's nothing, but I'm just hearing all these people screaming, woman screaming next For door. Sure. Like, I don't know. Maybe go check on it. So, yeah, that's it. So, uh, please rate, review, do all that fun stuff because it's a free way to help us out. You know, get known and shit. So also give us case suggestions at gruesomeandnatural at gmail.com because I'm always looking for cases that you guys are interested and want to hear. So yeah, please send them in. And thanks for listening. Until next Monday, stay safe and be aware. And don't steal. People don't steal. Just don't do it. Peace. Let's go eat some chicken. (laughs) 